0: Spider episode twenty-two, Witchfinder General.
1: Wow, here we are, folks! Episode twenty-two of Bat and Spider, and we are knee-deep in it. The NBA Finals right around the corner, and you know Chuck and I. Every week we get into semifinals, quarterfinals. What's going down in the NBA? But tonight we got a very special episode. We're not talking about the Bucks Mm-mm. losing to the Miami Heat or the Lakers and Rockets uh, series. No, Chuck. uh, Tonight, we're going to talk about a horror movie. Amazing. That movie, my friends, uh, Matthew Hopkins, Witchfinder General, The Conqueror Worm. Witchfinder General, you say? Witchfinder General. I'm a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Boy, he... I was confused about his job title, because... He kept being introduced to the lawyer, and that no, actually, witchfinder. But yes, yeah. the uh, the the title I have.
1: Yeah, the yeah the yeah right. Um, but he t- he accepts uh, if somebody calls him lawyer, he's fine yeah, with that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna be getting that into the. Uh, we're going to. God, what am I? We're gonna be getting into that movie. Uh, you know, right around the corner. But first, we just, you know, we like to catch up on what's been going down, what's been happening. Uh, we, not a lot of time has passed. Last week, we, uh, we recorded late and I edited the same mm-hmm. night. Nui? Chuck, anything, uh, go down other than your majestic hair and your Marion <laughs> Cobra Cobretti blue blocker glasses? I, uh,. I let my hair out for you. Yeah, nothing
2: new. I, I guess on the movie watching front, it's been a lot of Kurosawa um, and Coen Brothers. Uh, I've been sort of going through those lately. Um, mm-hmm. But we last night, we watched Yojimbo, um, oh. which is a Kurosawa movie. Did you ever see that one? No, I've never seen it. So it's interesting because only three years later, Sergio Leone made, I think, for a few dollars more, I want to guess. It's one of his, the three main... And he got sued by Kurosawa's company <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> because it's basically the same story, and I, and I had no idea it was so close. And it and it was three years later, which is you know not that long of a time to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I was like, I remember like the one thing that stuck out for me is in Yojimbo, there's a the coffin maker in the small town. Like he's constantly hammering away on making more coffins because <laughs> these idiots keep killing each other, <laughs> and that that's in that. Uh, Sergio Leone movie too The Coffin Maker in Town um, but that is amazing uh, that movie was hmm. so good yeah uh, but, I'm, but I'm also doing this old man thing now mm. where you know we we make dinner we sit down to watch our movie for the evening and halfway through the movie I, I fall asleep yes and it has nothing to do with the movie right. like I was loving this movie it was just it's part of my digestion Dale I think yeah. I, I just I just I just start fading and there's nothing I can do
1: <laughs> talk to me are you like in a recliner
2: or are you on the couch oh yeah Oh, you're in a recliner. we've recently upgraded to a new this like 70s leather recliner thing oh mama and I think that might be making it even worse because I'm like almost fully horizontal now and yeah it's it's real nice
1: <laughs> yeah I, I I can specifically relate to that I used to Um. I remember we went through a phase when my kids were younger we would just I mean as soon as we would set up in front of the TV <laughs> Lights out, lights out, baby. It was a time, and I it's like I still I'm, do that now. Yeah. As soon as I lay down in bed, um, it's over. You know, if yeah, I try to watch work my iPad,
2: me. no. When I lay in bed, I'm just s- sitting there mm. staring. But if I'm watching, if I'm like watching a movie, I'm dying to see. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I fall asleep. You just zonk out because it's you know <laughs> it's been on your list for so long. Yeah. But if you have never seen Ojimbo, well
2: worth watching and there's a great severed arm in the beginning which I for a movie from six, 1961 I was not expecting. Nice. A, uh, a severed arm to go flying across the screen. It was pretty dope.
1: It's so uh, it's so funny that you you know you're watching all these masterpieces and stuff like that and I have uh, I have this weird set of rules in my head that uh-huh and i got over it for a while there at the beginning of the pandemic uh you know i just started watching a, a crap load of like highly rated westerns on my ipad in front of my desk but i have like these this real weird set of rules that if i want to see yojimbo or the or uh the seven samurai like yeah i'm i'm going to do it with the respect it deserves i'm going to watch it on a big tv i'm not going to be you know playing warcraft while the movie's playing or whatever but then also <laughs> I'm like, well, if I have that ta- kind of time to sit in front of a TV and do that, well then I'm going to play video games because that's what I never get to do. <laughs> so I yeah. never get to watch the movies that I actually want to watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm always going through Prime or nowadays Tubi just to watch something that I could watch while I'm working. Like it's a weird thing that I have to get myself over in order to yeah. like push through because realistically I'm never I started watching the movie Unforgiven the other day because mm-hmm. I, because that was that's a, on my list. I should give it the the respect it deserves and put it on a TV. Right, but realistically, if I'm if I have time to watch my big TV, I'm playing Skyrim on it or something because I never have time to do it. So I just yeah. I'm just gonna start. I just have to get over myself and just start watching things on my iPad when I'm doing other mm. things. See, I can't do that. I've 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 tried to be that kind of person where like
2: I'll you know, have a movie on while I'm working, but I just can't, like, I can't, mm-hmm. there's something with my brain, I can't do both. Um, yeah. It's, I can't give each one half and half. Right. Like, I have to be pay, yeah. paying attention to either one. Uh,
1: that's why I, I, that's why I sink into a uh, habit of watching things that I've seen tons of times, Doc Hollywood, Secret sure, of My yeah. Success. Like, it's something that I watch every couple years, and I have a lot of those movies that I, that I watch, and also, I watch, like, the same three sitcoms, you know, in succession over and over. So, I can always throw that on, too. That's my sickness.
2: Yeah. Maybe I should start listening to, like, uh, director's commentaries that way, mm-hmm. like, of movies I've seen a million times. But, like, that's something, like, I always want to get around to watching commentaries, but I never yeah. I never do, because I'm always, like, I'd rather watch the movie than- right to hear somebody talk over it, I think. I know. <laughs> but I like them and I wish it was like, maybe if I just treated it as like an audio book or something, it would, Yeah. or even, you know, it might be uh, interesting that way. Speaking More, uh
1: Speaking of that, yeah. I, um, you know, I was never one for DVD special features or anything like that, just for the same mm-hmm. reasons you just went over. But, you know, I, I recently talked about Larry Sanders show and how I just got over the the rewatch. But then I just watched the documentary, The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. And mm-hmm. it was a pretty, uh, you know, it's kind of an eye-opening experience on the on the man himself. And uh, I learned through that documentary that he put a lot of time and effort into the special features for his Larry Sanders DVD box set that came out in like 2010 so I just went on the old eBay with their $25 coupon they gave me for being like OG member and I got that so I'm excited to have like this in my hand so I can watch all the uh, bonus material. How does the quality stack up to uh, the Tales from the Crypt set? (laughs) So, so I can preface that there is a second Larry Sanders set out there that is just the uh-huh. episodes, much like our Tales from the Crypt set. But this guy is like, uh, oh. quality. Oh, wow. I mean, this is that looks like. A, you hear that box? Like a,
2: yeah, that looks like a fancy book slipcase. There.
1: Yeah, and uh, while I was talking, all the uh, DVDs slipped out. But oh, the uh, little thin boxes. Little thin I boxes. Like those. A little save some space booklet in a little there. Little booklet, nice. Perfect bound. All the se- like thick paper. All the seasons with uh, special features on each season. Amazing! So I'm pretty excited to get into this.
2: Wow! Just line them up. Do you ever wish with box sets that you had like? I guess it doesn't make sense, but like a one of those. Remember they used to have like old CD changers. You put like fifty discs in, <laughs> yeah, in the, in the player. <laughs> Imagine that with like a hundred, like a 50 DVD disc changer. That would be fun.
1: Remember the uh, you like that was the dream, right? At one time to have like oh, a yeah. huge CD changer. Mm. Yeah, I
2: had one like way later in uh, like my Honda had the trunk changer. Mm. It was like the, the the cassette that held five discs, you loaded it up and then put it in, oh, the, yeah. thing in the trunk. Oh, wow, Okay. Why did they do that? Why did they put it in the trunk again? Was it why did they do yeah. that?
1: I think, I th- I just don't think there was a room unless, uh, oh, yeah. unless, you know, there was room underneath your seat, the driver's seat, sometimes they would oh, put it there. That's right.
2: okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's all due to the manufacturer, whatever. Anyways. This is the Crutchfield cast, <laughs> oh,
1: by the way. Crutchfield cast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in audio <laughs> harnesses, <laughs> wiring, um, what fits your 96 Pontiac Grand Am. <laughs>
2: I got I got I got a DVD in the mail today, like most days. So I'm insane. I picked up Crime Wave,
1: <laughs> Crime Wave. That's Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, from
2: 1986. I remember my brother had like a a dub of this on a VHS, and I I don't think I ever watched it. Um, it is. I was you know I was a little kid, but yeah. I'd always wanted to see this. It's Sam Raimi and co written with the Coen Brothers. Yeah. Um, um, and I'm, I've always just been intrigued and there's this beautiful Blu-ray of it now. That's uh, awesome. Shout factory. So
1: looking forward to that. I think, uh, cool. I think the story is Raimi became good friends with the Coens when he was sound editing evil dead, right? In New York.
2: Oh, Oh no. Can, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, that might, he might've been sound editing. Cause I think Joel Cohen was working, was apprenticing for the editor on evil dead. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Right. so maybe that's how they're they were like working in the same building or something and became friends oh and I got I got a nice package from the folks at forever midnight I think because I'm on their patreon what? they like sent me like randomly like a I hope it's I'm I hope I'm not outing it but like a bunch of stickers a bunch of great stickers and they sent me this thing I think
1: you can just buy it on their website <gasps> what is that do you know what this is Dale? oh my god that is that is that, manuf- did they make that for the podcast, or is that real? That is yeah, a... Yeah, they make,
2: they make all kinds of weird stuff over there on that podcast.
1: That is the Stonehengean medallion that goes on the back of every silver shamrock child's mask. <laughs> yeah. It, it's got a
2: piece of the brick from the building, <gasps> the silver shamrock uh, factory. Uh, so here, I'll read the back. It's like, okay, listeners, it's like, like it looks like you pulled this off a, a rack, you know, it's got it's got the card with, like, the punch-out for the, the thing. Yeah. Plastic. It's got the silver shamrock uh, sticker in there and then a little plastic capsule. Um, this is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, on the front. And it says on the back, This tiny brick piece is from the actual Silver Shamrock Factory filming location used in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. These were gathered by a very own Brian Henderson from brick chunks that had naturally broken off the building. <laughs> Enjoy some horror what? history.
1: That is <laughs> amazing.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm way too excited about holding this in my hand. I feel like it's got real powers. That's we got to do Halloween three. Yeah. I think that is, it was such a failure that I think it, it could definitely fit into our uh, podcast, even though like everyone loves it now. <laughs> I know. But for years it was shunned as the, you know, the red-headed stepchild yeah. of the Halloween series. Maybe that could be our uh, special Halloween episode, like a bonus Halloween thing that we oh, drop. I don't know. That nowhere. would be amazing. We can interview the uh, piece of brick <laughs> on air. Um, but yeah, this, yeah, yeah. And I think they're still selling these things uh, on their website. God, that's remarkable. Um, yeah, they're forevermidnight.net. Yeah, Dale, should we get into this episode? Do you have anything other, is there any other business?
1: No, the only business we got to is uh, hunting witches and their, their mm. devil-worshipping ways. Oh, God, I cannot wait to talk about this one Let's get into this. Vincent Price, uh, Matthew Hopkins, Witchfinder General. What a pick.
2: I just want to thank you for picking I this, really. First off, I have to pat myself
1: on the back for this one. Holy shit!
2: Holy shit! This, this checks a lot of boxes for old Chuck. I will tell you what, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of boxes. It felt like when this movie started, just the colors, and all the like um, sound effects done by some dude in a studio booth. It felt like a warm, like I was putting like the warmest, coziest blanket on. It was the most comforting thing. Even though it's, like, a movie about what I found, as I as I went on, I realized, oh, shit, this is a real guy. And a lot of this happened. Yeah. And I had no idea. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I knew they, you know, would do this, you know, in the olden days. Right. Know, outing people as witches and torturing them. But I didn't realize this movie was based on a real dude who yeah. spent, like, three years and basically killed 100 people. Like... He's basically, a. Uh, I mean, he is. He's a serial killer, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, psychopathic. A government sanctioned. Yeah, one. yeah. I mean, he just, back then, you know, there's no papers. You, you, just, know, you just change your identity because that's what you want to do. You lie about it. There's no nothing official. Yeah. And he was like, he joined the military, right, to um, avoid debt, debtors and creditors. And then he just like spun Jeez. himself a new identity and became this so-called uh expert at outing devil worshippers, which, you know, obviously yeah. we know it's not like necessarily Blitch a real founder. thing. He just outed people for money.
2: Yeah. I even found his little pamphlet he wrote. And I thought it was going to be like this long book, but it's called uh The Discovery of Witches. Oh. Is the name of it. And you can get it like on the Project Gutenberg site. And it's really short. And it's ba- it's so funny to read this because it's just like It's written as like queries that he just, he asks and then answers himself, (laughs) but it's just like, it's so bitchy. It's like, it's like, why are you, why were you picked to be the expert on witch finding? (laughs) What? And
1: he just like builds himself up. What kind of charisma do you have to have to convince people? (laughs) Yeah. That you're the one that should be trusted. Yeah.
2: He would be. Imagine him now in, like, Silicon Valley. He'd be making a killing. Oh,
1: yeah. He'd be... Oh, gosh, yeah. He would be...
2: The Witchfinder
1: app? <laughs> he would be huge. I mean, you start with uh, somebody who's very vulnerable and is trying to get back or get, enact revenge or get rid of a wife, right? You start with them and you work their minds mm-hmm. and convince them, and you're like, well, you know, maybe if she was a witch, you know, mm-hmm. maybe we yeah, just have justifies. to kill her yeah yeah there we go uh
2: but maybe we should get into this movie uh <laughs> the actual yeah. movie i i i prepared a little uh rundown of what we're dealing with here all right Witchfinder finder general or as they released in released as in the united states the conqueror worm matthew hopkins played by vincent price's real life witch finder In the mid-1600s during the English Civil War, he and his right-hand man go from town to town torturing confessions out of suspected witches and then ordering them to death, basically. Uh, But things get hairy because they kill a priest. And this priest has a niece. And this niece is engaged to marry a, a soldier, a cornet in Cromwell's army. And this guy, when he finds out what happens... He vows revenge on the Witchfinder. He takes up an oath to God. It's actually a pretty powerful scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he vows to hunt down this Witchfinder and um, send him to where he belongs. And that's your basic setup for this for this Witchfinder General. This beautiful, beautiful movie.
1: Yeah, this. Uh, so the movie itself, I mean, the plot is very linear. It's not anything mm-hmm. more than it pretends to be. It's honestly, I thought that. For a ninety-minute movie, there's not more. There's not more to it. I mean, it's really just yeah. Witchfinder. You you get introduced to the Witchfinder and what he does, uh, mm-hmm. and he uh, comes to the town that the soldier was just in, and he uh, you know dr- he roots out the priest and the niece, and the rest of the movie is you know uh, the the soldier finding out, exacting uh, you know avowing revenge. And then, you yeah. know, getting that revenge so much as he could and by the end. Um, but for what it was, uh, you know, the scenes. So it's very it's almost like an action adventure kind of movie, except f- yeah. except for the part where the witch finding the the interrogations happen. It's almost like the earliest form of like torture porn. That totally. was, I mean, it got uncomfortable at times for, what is it, 61, this movie? Uh, I, I mean, I got the stupid page open, shoot. Dale. You just read it. 68. <laughs> 68,
2: wow, okay. Yeah, no, I had a, along those lines, my reactions was like, oh, like, once, like, they started getting into, like, the torturing, I was like, oh, wait, like, there's not going to be any actual witches in this, because I was still under oh. the assumption that this was, like, this was a made up movie. I mean, I mean yeah, yeah a lot of this stuff in is made up, but I didn't I I was still wa- wasn't in the know that this was a real life dude they were basing this on. <laughs> oh,
1: so you Okay. So I
2: was like, "Man, where are the witches?" <laughs> like, I mean, I know witches aren't real, but Right. but I was bummed that there were no real life wit, no real witches. But there are no like
1: <laughs> practicing witches in the movie. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, there's there's no like, you know, people with you know green skin and warts right nose,
1: because it's yeah. still a horror movie so we could expect at yeah. any point we could have expected uh you know those kind of witches in this kind totally. of movie but this was i mean this was like sobering
2: yeah but no it was just straight up like these guys were like government sanctioned like if a magistrate was like hey we have some suspected witches in town they just send word to this the guy right. he comes with his creepy best friend named Stern and they just roll up and just torture these people like with these ridiculous tests um the, what's the one the uh the lady picker was like the, <laughs> like that's like their the test they use a lot in this mm-hmm. movie is the picking of skin like they they say if you're like protected by satan and they they cut you with a blade in the back like you you won't bleed right um but i guess you have to hit the right the mark of satan so they 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 take a lot of shots like oh God, stabbing it's people it's super repeated you know? yeah
1: it's insane and it's almost <laughs> like oh well this this wound is bleeding so let's we didn't hit the mark of gotta satan try another we got to yeah. yeah and and it's uh, you know another one is uh, they take these townspeople, and they dip them in the river and
0: what law demands we shall satisfy you will each be tied in a prescribed fashion And cast into the moat. Should you then sink, we will know that your confessions are false. If on the other hand, you are seen to swim or float, then your confessions of witchcraft are proven beyond a doubt in the sight of God. And you will be withdrawn from the water and hanged by the neck until you are dead.
2: And he gets paid at the end of it. Like every time he's done, the magistrate rolls up with like two bags of shillings what are they called were you gonna say shillings, shillings? that's i was gonna say shekels i think <laughs> uh yeah he says rolling in the dough this yeah. guy this goofy vincent price with a stupid hat and his oh. hair stupid hair vincent price though oh my god i mean i mean this movie would have been either like way too serious i think if they had gotten someone else because he's like, it's a he's like a cartoon, right? Like, he's like...
0: I am Matthew Hopkins, Witchfinder.
2: Like, he doesn't even use an English accent. Like, he's just got his regular Vincent Price, yeah. like, weird mid-Atlantic accent he has.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he just, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, you're right. He just, he's a presence all his own. He's like a black hole on the screen. He's like, <laughs> yeah. there's this action-adventure movie with, you know, two set pieces because it's it was like uh-huh. very cheaply made movie, and then there's Vincent Price who's just like sucking the screen. You know, he's just <laughs> there, and he's Vincent yeah. Price, and he's Vincent Price's voice. Oh, you know, overdubbed Vincent Price. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's un- unmistakable. I mean, it's like yeah, it's like you just hire. Yeah him for what he and, does you know and he i mean as matthew hopkins which it's so weird too because i have I mean like i could have a co-worker named matthew hopkins Witch it's just like i know I, he's just it's just a name
2: i think that's what like started to clue me in like before i started googling matthew hopkins because they say his name so much <laughs> yeah. and i'm like okay all right there, there's some like this might okay there's something with this guy like, he's, <laughs> right he's probably a real dude
1: or something like keep saying it <laughs> yeah but but the way he you know he carried himself and presented himself was just uh was was great for the movie because he was just so emotionless and yeah. so hands-off he didn't touch anybody yeah, he
2: never yeah he never did any of the torturing like he wouldn't he like he thought so highly of himself i guess like he was above that he would never do the dirty work but he would just stand stand there watching like yeah a, you know with no emotion huh. in his face as people are tortured in front of him and it's just like that weird creepy vincent price
1: stare <laughs> even the scene where uh you know stern is waylaid and he like gives him up for dead basically uh and yeah. he's in, onto a new town by himself. He gets the town people to do all the executing for him. He just stands there, yeah. but he's the one getting paid because he asks the questions. Like mm-hmm. he's yeah, he like
2: conscripts that guy who brought his luggage up to his room. Like you're going to be my new yeah. torturer, basically. <laughs> and the guy's like, "Oh,
1: great, okay. Yeah, well, I, I'm hyped. Great. As long as it's got, <laughs> as long as it's money in my pocket," he says. Yeah, but the the terror uh, lies in, um. And you know we'll we'll get into the sorry Chuck if I will waylay you but I mean it's just and this goes for you know this is the Salem witch trials and stuff too but it just goes into like humanity is just sick right anything for a spectacle anything for a group of people to especially back then there's no proof of anything there's no body cams you know for, for a lot of good it does nowadays but uh you know. Um, the law has all the power, and if yeah. if uh, the law and and people, um, if they um, if if enough of a group of them, you know, side up and and single somebody out, they're done. It's they're horrifying. done for. If you're suspected of being a witch, like forget a trial, like but for no reason, like if they just don't like you, yeah. wink,
2: you're a witch. Yeah, I know, it's insane. I know it's horrifying. Like imagine horrifying. Like, walking like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like being black in America, right? Dale?
1: <laughs> I, exa- I mean, there's, there's so many like parallels, right? To, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. the witch finder, uh, you know, AKA cop a or, or whatever. Like yeah. it's, there's so many weird parallels to this movie. It's frightening.
2: Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's just, it's humans, I guess. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god. And yeah, and th- and there is but there's an element of goofiness to the movie that I, r- I really appreciate. I think my favorite scene was when Stern and the witchfinder get separated. Stern says like, "Right, right, hey man." Stern is like he like ends up in some village and he's trying to buy a horse off this weird dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's and he there's just like going back and forth haggling over the price of this ho- this like crappy horse that he has for sale. But he's the guy's just like, so what business are you in? And,
0: <laughs> and uh, what line of business might you be in? God's business. Witch finding. Witch finding. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice.
2: Like, it's so ridiculous to my ears. Yeah. And I love just hearing it come out of people's mouths. Like, I just love the act of hearing it. I can't yeah. explain why it brings me joy, but it just and does. And the guy's
1: reaction is like, oh, you don't we don't meet much of those around these parts. Like, he might <laughs> yeah. as well said that in his, in the way he reacted yeah. to the witch find. Uh-oh. Oh, witch find and on a mission from God.
2: And I found the thing I didn't expect in this movie was the, the, uh, background, which is the English Civil War, which I don't really know anything right. about other than it was, they give you a little history lesson with narration in the beginning, but it's between, uh, I guess the Royal ruling party and then the Cromwells, which I vaguely remember was, he was like a politician, right? That uh, tried to take over, I guess. Hmm. I don't know if it was like a coup or what, Um, but yeah, this is like the 1640s, I think. So the backdrop of this whole thing is like, there's war going on, Um, which I don't know if they were like, I mean, obviously our main hero was a soldier. So that that's kind of why they had to show it. But, but were they kind of, I don't know if they were like saying that the reason which finding was happening was because of the chaos of war, like that there was maybe, yeah. like the laws weren't, were sort of willy nilly right now because of the war. Yeah, um, I, Maybe that's how I got away with doing and it. And I
1: got the feeling that he definitely had somebody on his side, a higher up, you know, yeah Uh, i i i get the feeling that you know maybe he had like a document that was signed off like listen to what he says or something yeah um because but he definitely abused that power you know uh but yeah you're right yeah but that's the Uh, other thing
2: like back then anyone who like probably sounded educated could get away with (sighs) like saying saying i am a witch finder no matter how ridiculous this sounds right (laughs) this is i'm I'm from the government and I am the witch finder. I'm here to solve your witch problem. And there are
1: witches you know? in this little town, this little hamlet. Yeah. And I have been uh brought up here to root them out. For sure. Yeah.
2: Because what are you gonna do in the 1600s? You're not yeah. gonna like there's, call up your local government to like check the references on this on Vincent Price mm-hmm. and his stupid hat, his pilgrim
1: hat. Yeah, there's no Snopes.com. <laughs> there's no uh no. witch snopes, <laughs> you know. Ugh. Oh. But I mean, it was so good. It was just so good. And the um, Sarah, the the main, uh, the main actress. I mean, she was enchanting. She had like this. She was great. She had like this charisma and this. You know, she was definitely like leading lady material. She was beautiful in this, and she was so young, like twenty one in this movie. But she was a vision. And and what she got put through. For I and, and that's another thing about Matthew Hopkins. He's like no scruples. Like it's not like he uh, was this this like celibate. I'm definitely hunting for witches. It's more like I'm doing yeah. this for money, and I will take advantage of a woman, and and like and and stave off her death for one more night if she'll sleep with me, kind of thing. It was yeah. Grimy, that's the thing we didn't dirty. cover.
2: Yeah, like like he came to town to get her uncle uh who's a priest and you know out him as a, a devil worshiper or whatever but he once he saw the beautiful sarah he vincent price you know the witch finder was just like oh well if you in not so many words if you let me come up to yeah. your room you
0: will make every effort to present the facts to me you may come to my room tonight sir at what hour at eight if you will release him now all right he can sleep in the jail and we'll be rid of him
1: so gross it's gross (laughs) and it's it's not like he uh, loosens up and shows any sort of humanity in the bedroom he's just like a he's like a stick man standing there as she undresses
2: (laughs) super I don't know man anytime Vincent Price gets near like sensualness it's I just just don't buy it (laughs) Even if he's like being evil and taking it, like it's just like, yeah,
1: no, doesn't work. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, not at all.
2: Which maybe, maybe is you know why why it really works in this movie. But but the, ugh, but then it gets worse because yeah. Stern, his partner, is like he, he like he's like I know the witch finder's up to something. He keeps sneaking away at mm. night, and he figures out he's sleeping with this girl. So of course, what he does, fucking Stern, just to get. At his bots, he he R's her in the middle of a field. Yeah. And it's awful. Uh, and uh and of course, someone, <laughs> this goofy guy in a horse is just watching, like he saw yeah, it happen. Fuck. So he like he he waits for the witch finder who like went out of town for a night to come back and tell him what happened. And then the witch finder is just so disgusted with um, her that Yeah, yeah, he's disgusted that his like lowly servant has now touched her. That he's just like fuck it, kill her uncle. Yeah,
1: yeah, just like that. I, I, you know, oh, she's yeah, she's like oh, the party's right. Yeah, she's She's lesser to me. She's disgusting. Oh my, so
2: horrible. And then when Richard comes, when Sir uh, our our cornet, what position is that? A cornet? I've never heard that. I don't know if I've heard that before, Dale.
1: Yeah, not in the not in military terms
2: yeah uh but when richard comes and he he like finds the house all disheveled in the his in the uncle's church that it's you know everything's smashed and the word witch is written Mm. in the chapel on the inside um and she's like freaking out like she's of course it's her fiance but she's like hiding because she's like she's she's been through some shit super traumatic shit just happened um and man, good for him. You know, he hears what happened and he doesn't like, you know, you expect the misogyny in 16th century. He would just kick her to the curb. Right. Uh, like, yeah. You're, you're soiled now. I gotta, I'm going to go find another right. wife. Nah. But he, he's just like, no man, I love you. I love Hell you yeah. girl. And he takes her and they basically self-marry. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Cause like from then on, he refers to her as his wife. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I guess they got married I guess he can just self-marry, kind of like you can just name yourself witchfinder. You can just get <laughs> right, married.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. My new name shall be Matthew Hopkins and I shall find witches. Okay. Witchfinder. So, you know, these two could get married at least in the eyes of each other. They they witnessed it. Yeah.
2: But that that was one of my favorite scenes is Matthew and Sarah kneeling oh, in the church badass. and he's like he's like he self-marries and then he brings up his sword and holds it up to God and says
0: And it is in thy sight, O Lord,
1: that I hereby swear I shall not rest from the pursuit of his murderers till they stand before thee ready to answer to thee for their sins. This is me and you, God, and I'm talking to you and I am about to, like, bring the thunder. (laughs) (laughs) And the sword. Yeah, like, exactly. I will show, I will enact justice. And, you know, yeah, it's, uh... He's not, like commando at that point rescuing jenny from uh you know he's uh, from dan Hadaya. he's like he is you know a a weak fallible man too so he can get beat up yeah yeah. but he wins in the end uh but yeah so yeah and he's got to deal with his military bosses too who are like giving
2: him shit for desertion man the the inner conflict this dude oh you know the, his uh, dedication to the to the to the war that he's fighting yeah um, and then like trying to also you know he's got his job in the army and then he's also trying to find this creep yeah. <laughs>
1: without getting in trouble for it deserting his butt. Which which when I felt like turdy about I felt like crap for Sarah was as soon as they got married he's like okay I gotta go back to work you go to the next town and hole <laughs> up there I will see you there eventually, you know? If this, if there's a movie that doesn't make Langland
2: look comically small, it's, it's this one. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> they, you know, he's like, they just keep running into each other, these characters. No yeah. Matter where they
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'd think it's like, you know, like Rhode Island we're dealing I with. I know. Here. It's like, oh, you uh, okay? You go to the next, Sarah. You go to the next major settlement, any major major settlement, yeah. and and stay yeah. at the end. Along comes Matthew Hopkins and and Stern, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ready to drum up some witches, root them out, mm-hmm. root out the evil from the oh, same yeah. town. It's like, oh, great. And that was probably
2: when they when they get to that town. That was probably the most grisly uh, dispatching of a witch. I'd have to say or several witches I guess, but you I guess they only show the one but oh yeah that was they do this thing like they've got these three girls in a pen and like the whole town is like in the town square everyone's Hello. watching and they have this huge bonfire and they tie this girl to like a like the top of a ladder I guess like it looks like just a ladder I don't know um they raise her up on this post yeah. and then they they slowly just lower her forward like ah. with a rope into the fire
1: Awful. it is it's and, so and, awful you know the actual like person on fire is a half a second but the 10 minutes of her being lowered into it and screaming the entire time <sighs> is agonizing yeah yeah it's agonizing And it's so effective, I mean, because the point of view is like for the camera through the fire to this woman being lowered, and she's the struggle, like she can't do anything about it, and everybody in town is just like fevered up, they want murder, they want, they were double-crossed by this person, whatever.
2: Yeah, and they keep showing, I don't know if he's like her father or her husband or brother, but he's like being held down and he's just crying, like there's nothing he can do. And he's just watching her burn. It's just like, oh. Uh, which he, that guy plays into uh, the, our climax mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, which uh, was actually kind of well done because I expected him to play a bigger part. <laughs> uh, but yeah. we, can, we can talk about that. Uh, but maybe we should get into the climax. Should we yeah. talk about the how it all wraps up? So yeah, like we said, England's a small ass country. And um, Richard finds out that matthew and stern are in this town um which just happens to be where he sent his bride (laughs) like can't win uh yeah he's like on a mission on the coast like trying to find the king who just fled to france i think um and they just meet some some cool ass (laughs) boat guy on the beach (laughs) yeah it's like no you missed you missed the king sorry he was just (laughs) here yesterday (laughs) And they were like, "You didn't stop him." It's like, I didn't know he was a king.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, like these all these side characters are so comical. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> there was
2: like a weird aspect like of comedy to this. That yeah, was like it didn't fit, but I loved it. Like I right. loved like because it they were it seemed like they were trying to make a really shocking movie. Yeah, like about this true life stuff, but there were so many goofy goofy characters. It's almost
1: <laughs> like if you were to you know like edit out. The witch interrogations, the comedy would fit in with the action adventure and the horses and the armies yeah. and stuff. It's like the, uh, yeah. but as soon as you put in the interrogation scenes, everything changes. And then, you know, like other things start to seem out of place where they would have fit into yeah, a perfectly totally. fine other movie.
2: And I think that's why I yeah. like, it. I think that's what makes it like it's, it's, it, it like rose to a yeah. different level because it was, I couldn't. I couldn't pin anything on it. Like even though yeah, like everything that happens is kind of predictable, but I I it just didn't feel like many movies I've seen, which uh made me enjoy it. Yeah. Um so yeah, they end up in this town <clears throat> and uh Matthew and Stern like they realize, "Oh crap, she's here. That means the soldier's going to come mm-hmm. after us." Cuz <clears throat> he he'd been hunting them already and he, he you know, they've scuffled before. Um, so he knows that they're after him. Um, but so he's going to try and get the upper hand. So they're like planning, okay, we're just going to condemn Sarah and this richer guy as soldier or as witches, like too sweet. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> they, r- when Richard comes to town, of course, like any red blooded man, the first thing he does is he hangs out with yeah. his fiance and he takes bedroom. his woman you know
1: what i'm saying and that's another funny part because his like soldier partner is bringing up the luggage and he like opens the door and they're like having at it. he's like i'll just <laughs> i'll be downstairs you have it's like yeah. <laughs> um but they get captured by the witchfinder
2: in stern um oh but that guy who watched his like sister or whatever get burned he like confronts the witch finder as he's like kidnapping them and he uh he fires a shot he's like witchfinder, yeah. which was dumb he shouldn't have yelled his name and then yeah, shot really not there's no time for bravado. Totally yeah um but what what did they do did they shoot him or did they stab him yeah they stabbed him they stabbed him so he like he went down and you're like oh crap that's the end of that that's not gonna help. help um because I was expecting that guy to be like
1: more of like a revenge thing, like he's going to be the, right, like the yeah. catalyst, like he's going to get his revenge too because of what we just witnessed yeah. with his with his whatever. Yeah, yeah, because they like said it so obvious, which I liked. I liked that it's like, oh crap, he just he just got
2: stabbed and he's yeah. down, like he's out of it. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, well that's not going to work. Um, so they bring him, they bring Richard and Sarah to this castle, where I guess is where they had been uh, previously torturing the other Sick. witches in town, um, bring them downstairs. And there's this whole like bureaucratic thing with the guards there, <laughs> which I thought was yeah. hilarious. And they're like, they were stopping everyone. They're like, but the witch finder's like, no uh, magistrates order. I'm allowed to be here and use this dungeon for torturing. <laughs> they're like, Oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. But Richard's buddies, his two soldier buddies are, were like coming up behind him. So they're like chasing after them. They know something's wrong, and they, but they get stopped by the guards uh, at the castle because <laughs> they don't yeah. have permission from the magistrate, uh, <laughs> and they won't just lie and say yes, we have permission. Which was driving. It me was
1: crazy. after we <laughs> after what we just saw. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then they said, "Okay, we'll go get, we'll go back down to town and get permission." And I was like, "Gonna tear my hair out!" But then they, I think they sucker punch him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <guard>. Luckily, he <laughs> gives gives the look because I was like, "Are they really going to have to yeah. like take two hours to go yeah. find permission from somebody?"
2: Yeah, I was so mad. I was like, "They're really yeah. gonna do this?" <laughs> so they fight with two guards and they get in there and and all the while this is happening, we're seeing <sighs> the torture, like they're doing the picking of her skin. Yeah uh right next to richard as he's watching and it's it's this super gross like stern is torturing her richard's right next to her and the witch finder's just staring at Uh. richard just like do you confess
0: well captain marshall do you now confess keep at it stern you're doing god's work
1: No, and he says i'm gonna kill you that's what instead of confessing that's what yeah. he says it's like yes yeah. you twerp you skinny twerp you've you <laughs> like you got the power of god on your side down no matter what mm-hmm. and and it is brutal because he's like i will stop torturing her as long as richard confesses and richard hears yes. it but yeah. oh god and it is like her yelping and screaming and writhing it does not help matters it is going on this mm -mm, entire time mm -mm. and and you know they the camera trickery works enough they show like this four inch needle getting jammed in this person's back like eight times like it's crazy i was shocked for a movie from
2: 68 like how often they showed knives going into skin i was like damn yeah (laughs) um yeah, but the
1: finally these soldiers get down there and, um, yeah, I know like they, they dispatch uh the magic or, or witch finder dispatches like that guy with the pumpkin pie haircut. He like he it doesn't look like he's effective a <laughs> combat, but oh, he take yeah. he literally kills a soldier yeah, yeah, before going right. down. It's like, what the that's hell? Right. Like this guy, who is this yeah. guy to? That guy. He was the guy carrying his luggage. Yeah, he's like super effective. Yeah, super weird. I,
2: I didn't agree with that, but anyway, somehow Richard gets out of his chains and and
1: and he uh
2: oh they were gonna move her to the table for more torture,
1: yeah, they I were guess. gonna brand her with a a cross, <laughs> yeah, a holy cross,
2: yeah, and uh but he richard somehow gets loose and he grabs a battle <laughs> axe i I guess that's what it's called, right yeah, battle axe yeah. off the wall, Dale, oh boy, and this is where this is where it gets real satisfying. <laughs> Because man, I didn't expect to be satisfied like this Witchfinder General movie satisfied me in the end. Um, so about the time the soldiers come in to rescue their buddy, he's our Richard already has the Witchfinder on the ground and he is wailing into him with this bat yeah. axe.
1: Nonstop. Oh. And he, Non-stop.
2: it's just this like thudding, this of this axe like going into his flesh. and it's not like it's not super gross or like bloods flying everywhere. It's not like a
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, like a modern <clears throat> yeah, movie. Yeah, he's not like carving it's, meat. It's it is like a nerf axe yeah. against skin. But yeah.
2: but it's still it's like a medium shot and it's just like like they're not hiding anything. They're not obscuring anything. Like he's just hitting Vincent Price like on his back and shoulders. <laughs> um and then the uh Unfortunately, his soldier buddies like see this gruesome act happening and they take pity on the witchfinder and shoot mm. him. Um, and the and the last is, is Richard just
1: screaming like, You took him away from me. You took him from me. You took him from me. You took him from me! You took him from me!
0: You, from me.
2: you, from me. you know, he wanted to torture Dude, that guy yeah. a lot more, I
1: think. Yeah, man. He was like... <laughs> this was his chance you know what I mean like yeah. to, to to give it back and then Sarah in in a really unsettling last shot of the movie she just like oh. kind of looks off to the side she's still stomach like face down on this pulpit uh, where she was going to be branded yeah. and she just kind of like looks to the side and just like screams in this ugly ugly pain like like yeah. almost like it it was her breaking point or something and then the credits yeah. roll and then they
2: just rolled rolled a credits over this scream it's like oh yeah. man
1: what an ending crazy man Woo. that like just it just shows you the uh, the power i mean i i just can't get over how matthew hopkins touches not a soul the entire movie yet he wielded so much power
0: god's business Witch finding
1: you know just by sheer fact that he sided himself with that stern character who i mean loved so much just torturing people and throwing his <laughs> disgusting weight around like he was a psychopath just because he got to be the you know the axe man for Matthew Hopkins. He loved it.
2: Yeah. And I referred to these two as friends, but they were not they were far from friends. Like this was more like a like they could have been in a buddy cop <laughs> yeah comedy like the witchfinder and uh witchfinder and stern. <laughs> yeah, like they were like they didn't really like each other but they they were together because they both enjoyed what they do, <laughs> but there were there was a very antagonistic relationship yeah.
1: there. But it, I mean, but it's just a, a frightening movie about uh, people <laughs> preying on um, you know a mindset that doesn't know any better, and you know it's about I don't know it's about disgusting humans just using a witch as a scapegoat for we don't like this person this you know she's a whore in town or whatever you know let's let's have her murdered um
2: totally yeah unfortunately the real life matthew hopkins did not die by battle axe in a dungeon i think he i think the most um historians seem to think he probably died of like tuberculosis um and thankfully because he died like while he was still committing his atrocities, like three years into after he started, mm. so he probably would have kept going for God knows how long if he hadn't died. Um, but like I said, he wrote like a pamphlet about it, and I guess that like his like his methods for well, he used like King James wrote a book called Daemonology. Do you know about no. this book? So like, the King James wrote this book about all about like. The devil and stuff and that had like a lot of methods for outing witches and that's what he used and it was like you know written by the fucking king which is insane <laughs> um so like that that he was using that book but like matthew's stuff that he wrote was like uh i don't know if the inspirational is the right word but like our salem witch trials in north america that happened um they used a lot of matthew Matthew Hopkins oh, like shit. Uh, text and stuff like on how to deal with it like he was seen as an authority and stuff um so his like influence kept going uh, well after his like active three years of gross. butchering um which is awful uh yeah but man what a movie I did not it kind of, it just surprised
1: me in a lot yeah. of ways um 2005 the magazine total film named witchfinder general the 15th greatest horror film of all time Really? Wow.
2: I thought we were going to do a lot more English accents in this episode. That's the only thing I've, that's a self-disappointment mm, that's happening
1: right Chuck, now. you want to do the uh, next segment on English accents? <laughs> See, now I'm nervous. <laughs> I just wanted to say the title of the movie, like, Witchfinder General. I wanted to say that a lot. I keep thinking it sounds like a hospital. I had to take her, yeah, we had to take her to Witchfinder General. She was a witch,
2: oh my God. It could be a soap opera called yeah. Witchfinder General. It's about a goddamn <laughs> hospital, deal.
1: We got to get to the segment in our show where we read your uh, we read your emails. we play your voicemails, and you can write us a letter at battenspidpod at gmail dot com. You can also send us a voice memo to that email address, BattenSpiderPod at gmail You can call our Bat and Spider hotline at 315-544-0966. And first up is an email we got from our boy Tim Hamilton. Mm. Hey guys, I didn't get around to watching Across 110th, but loved the show anyway. Nose hair clipping is always a topic I can hear more about. I can relate to Dale's story about his bike shorts as the same thing happened to me. Only I was about 30 and riding the subway after a run. Some lady loudly told her boyfriend to stop looking at my dick. I realized then that I needed new bike running shorts as they were wearing thin. Going to get on board for Witchfinder this week. Tim. Tim, thank you for sharing that story uh yeah that's I mean to be called out in public like that worst it's the worst
2: wow yeah that's that's yeah. mortifying. we're becoming the um, bicycle shorts cast
1: uh i can i uh, i mean i have probably a thousand mortifying stories in my life, but the one that like came to mind immediately <laughs> was in our senior year English class, my stupid uh english uh-huh. uh Lit my literature teacher like made us bring in a song that would like that best described us that we would play for the whole class. So <laughs> oh, God, I would what, I more or less brought in uh, a song that I liked and it was Collective Soul's Gel off the Collective Soul album. Oh wow! And I played it, and the one kid who spoke up after I played it said he needs a girlfriend. <laughs> And that's the only, that's the only no! feedback, like, I just, if I could, I already sat in my chair as low as it could go. Yeah, Fuck it was, it was, what a, what a that. mortifying day that was.
2: Oh, man. That's I'm sorry, bad. Dale. Jesus. Oh, uh. God. High school. Let's never I'm do telling it. you, man, just
1: keep me away. Yeah. No, thank you. Also that same day, uh, my co student Ed Weaver brought in Dead Horse by Guns N' Roses. Always remember that. <laughs> Dead Horse? What a track yeah. to pick. Weird. That's cool. <sighs> I think that's about cool. that's one of those that's one of those days that I replay in my head because I could have picked a thousand other songs. <laughs> but <laughs> do you still but I can there see... Was, yeah, I there I would was so be the much same pressure way. that I just chose gel because I really liked it at the time. I loved it.
2: Yeah. Which album was that? Was that the one with the blue cover? The blue. that one. I rocked that one. So did I. Big time.
1: Big time. Yeah. But I should have chose something else. (laughs) Okay.
2: Next up is... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Sorry. I need to revisit that again. So did you have to stand up in front of the class and play it the whole time? Like while the whole song played? Uh,
1: No. Luckily, we could sit down, but we did have to listen to the whole song. Yeah, how we chilled.
2: I just love, I love thinking about you standing up there next to oh yeah, box sitting on a stool and it just the whole time. Armpits just sweating like crazy. <laughs> Thumbs in your pockets.
1: Yeah. Just... Yeah. Right. Not even something to stand behind, just standing in, like, out yeah. in the open. Oh, God, kill me. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's okay, like that, it, That like, it's like Mr. Destiny, my boy Jim Belushi. What would happen if I just hit that ball? What would happen if I just played the right song? Would I have been, like, would my whole life be on a different trajectory? Oh, my God. That movie. I've only seen
2: that trailer, but I watched that trailer a <laughs> Did you really? Times. As a as a kid, yeah, I think it was again the illegal cable box. I think that that trailer mm-hmm. was playing for some reason, like on repeat, in between movies. Damn, yeah,
1: I love I love that I've movie, but it. it's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we have a voicemail. Bat and Spider. Oh yeah, uh, a very nice oh, yeah. unexpected twist on your episode uh, across 110th Street. Super good. That was on my list forever and I just kept forgetting about ever watching it so it was a great excuse to tune in and really enjoy such a great movie and yeah you're right man that 70s New York is rough stuff um I did send you guys a thing through Instagram of Anthony Quinn I know you guys were talking about how you didn't really know his too much about his past but uh, a weird little blip was when he recorded a song about how much he loves you and I thought that was very fitting for yeah. the uh Goodbyes that come from the Bat Spider Podcast. So anyway, uh, thanks for another great episode and uh see you next time. Yeah, that was our boy Corey. Thank you so much for that voicemail, Corey. It sounded like you. he was standing on the the wing of a jet. Yeah, he p- might have been. I think that's just
2: part of his job. Um maybe for our like one year anniversary we'll do a duet of uh of that song, Anthony Quinn's Whatever the name of it's... I listened to it on... uh, He sent me the link. I listened to it. It would be fun. We should do
1: it. (laughs) It was just a song. It was just like... uh,
2: Yeah, it was like a... Like he was like an Italian crooner. Like, you know, like like Sinatra type stuff, you know.
1: That's what we got for our listener feedback segment. So thank you so much for that, uh, guys. We appreciate you. Um, You're all winners in my book. Oh, yeah. And Chuck's book. Well...
2: More Dale's book.
1: My book. My <laughs> book. Um, Chuck, so now we come to that part in the show where we pick the next movie. Yeah. More specifically, you pick the next movie. Could you see me on on,
2: on camera furiously looking through my watch list? <laughs> through the whole letter segment? That's what happens.
1: <laughs> That's what happens through the letter segment as we start picking our yeah, movies. I
2: completely forgot I had to pick a movie. Um, so I was sweating even more than usual trying to find a pick. After much deliberation, I've seen this movie, but when I saw it on a preface, I loved it. So I've been, like, ever since I watched it, I don't know, like five or six years ago, I've been wanting, I've yeah. been hungry. Probably longer than that. Probably like eight years ago, I watched this. I'm picking 1977's Martin by one George A. Romero.
1: Whoa. Yeah.
2: Obviously, George <laughs> Romero needs no introduction, but this movie, Martin, is his vampire movie that is not as well-known as his uh, zombie flicks. Um, Yeah, this is another Pittsburgh production. Um, And it's, yeah, I'll read that old descriptor. Martin sedates women with a syringe full of narcotics and then slices their wrists with a razor blade so he can drink their blood. Martin, who comes to live with his uncle and cousin in the dying town of Braddock, Pennsylvania, has romantic monochrome visions of vampiric, seductions and torchlit mobs, but it is impossible to tell how seriously he takes them. Mm. Yeah, so it's sort of like a, is he is he?
1: vampire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nice. This has been on my list for a long, long, long time. So this makes me happy yeah. to know why I, I will get to watch it.
2: Yeah. I think it'll be a good watch. It'll be a ripe for discussion too. I think.
1: Oh, that's awesome Chuck I am looking forward to Martin cool cool Dale anything else I think it's been a very successful uh venture into horror movies on our on our otherwise normal NBA Finals podcast <laughs> forgot about that joke Dale <laughs> call back
2: Dale I love you I love this podcast and I love Chuck, same I here. love air conditioning which I want to turn yeah. back on Let's turn those pups
1: on pups. now, as we say goodbye. Goodbye, witch finders and witch finder. Oh, did you hit stop, Dale? Love you, bye. I'm hitting stop. I don't. Even, I might edit that last love you goodbye out too. Love you, goodbye.
2: theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com.